Hi, fans of the Bulldog Sports Show. This is CJ Hawk. We have a bonus episode here on the podcast. Excited to talk about Chicago Bears and Chicago White Sox news here on the Bulldog Sports Show. Let's get into some interesting and important news on both fronts. First, the Chicago Bears training camps have started. It's going to be in preseason before you know it. As a diehard Bears fan, I'm very excited and optimistic slash pessimistic for the upcoming season. Hopefully the Bears can improve, which is pretty easy to be honest. The Bears were, as you know, the worst team in all of football last season. So hopefully the team moves up in the standings. There are discussions, for example, on the Understanding Podcast on NBC Sports, other areas as well, with the Minnesota Vikings maybe taking a step back, the Packers of Aaron Rodgers maybe struggling with Jordan Love, and the Lions, hard to tell because the Lions are often pretty bad. The Bears might be able to finish at a second place in the division. We'll see how that turns out. Does Justin Fields take a big improvement? Do some of the free agent moves and, for example, new wide receivers bolstering the wide receiver core also improve the team as well in terms of depth? Does the new offensive lineman we took, Darnell Wright, improve and helping Justin Fields' protection? That's a big, important area to look at. And then some of the free agent moves in terms of getting new defensive linemen, linebackers, help with safeties getting in tackles, helping these defense put more pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, opposing offense. We'll see if that can help the team improve. But just looking at positive ends. But in terms of players on the squad right now, I want to talk about a move that, in my opinion, was a good one. The Bears have extended tight end Cole Komet. I'm a fan of Cole Komet. He's very helpful for the type of offense that we have with Justin Fields, who's a very strong runner. He's disimproving with his passing with hopefully the new better receivers, along with Darnell Mooney and some of the new people we have gotten in trades. Hopefully helps him in that regard. So Kokomet, jack of all trades, tight end. He's a bigger tight end. He's skilled. I think that this was a good move extending him. So the first extension that's been a big one for Ryan Poles, our general manager, was he signed Kokomet to a four-year, $50 million extension. There's also a $32.8 million guaranteed, which puts Komet at one of the top 10 tight ends in football. And so far, Cole Komet's been up and down. Part of that's been the struggles with the team's offense and some of the struggles in other areas as well. His best year was when he had 50 receptions for 544 yards, seven touchdowns, which was last year. Very strong for the team's weak offense, but he had a good year with the 544 yards, seven touchdowns, which helped... Justin Fields, when he needed to get out of tough situations, get small yards, and to continue to remove the offense down the field, Komet was there for the team. Since his fourth year in football, he's still only 24 years old. He's entering the prime, so to speak. And I'm hoping that Komet continues to be a strong weapon for Justin Fields. Along with the new receivers, he still uses Komet to the best of abilities. 
And tight ends are very important. I'm a big fan of tight ends. I think that they are crucial for a team's offense. A lot of the fast speed receivers and the bigger receivers as well. Komet is very helpful in successfully in blocking and a bigger body that can be found in tough situations. So I'm proud that a Komet is staying on the team. And this is according to grades from Bears Wire. They give the grade of the extension for Cole Komet A minus. I would agree with that. I'd have a grade around there. A minus, B plus, definitely a grade I would give this move for Cole Komet coming back to the Bears. I'm glad we didn't let him go or did not extend him. I think it was smart to extend him now for more of a fairer contract before it got too huge, too big of a contract. And in terms of offense, besides Justin Fields, Cole Komet was easily the most important last season, and he's going to be important now, especially if he continues to improve. So this deal is one that I am happy with. So the Bears made a good move, got Komet back. We'll see how that helps next season. And I'm pretty thinking that maybe the team could make a good push. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Bears could get 9, 10 wins possibly. I know it's kind of asking a lot where the team only had 3 wins last year. But maybe 8, 9, 10 wins. I think that's probably a good threshold area. Not too crazy that 12 wins. That's too much to hope. But maybe 8, 9, 10 is not unreasonable. Especially if they get 9 or most likely 10. It's not unbelievable that they could sneak in as being one of the last seeds in that FC. I don't think it's impossible to hope that. And we're still waiting to see once the season starts. Was the Vikings last season a mirage? Will the Packers take a big step back? Aaron Rodgers now out of Green Bay. And will the Lions with Jared Goff be successful this season? Or will they also struggle? So we'll see what the opponents in the NFC North continue to do along with the Bears. A lot of football analysts, experts think the Vikings will fall. The Packers is unknown with Jordan Love and the Lions. There's a lot of hype around them. People saying they're going to be good this year, but that's hard to know as well. So it's kind of, in my opinion, of all divisions, definitely one of the most unknowns because there's not really one team in the division. You say that's the front runner. All of them have their pluses and weaknesses as well. So let's see how it turns out. So the next news we have here on the Blog Sports Show in this bonus episode was the Chicago White Sox made a big trade. And the White Sox, as you know, have been abysmal. The first season under Pedro Grafal, the new head coach, the new manager, has not been successful. The team has been disaster. They currently have one of the worst records in the American League. Not worst of all because their team's far worse in Kansas City Royals and Oakland A's. But the White Sox have been a big problem. Almost 20 wins under 500 as of today, the 27th. And the White Sox do have a number of pieces they can trade. That is one plus on the White Sox roster because the White Sox have a lot more veteran type players in their 30s and our team could use them successfully 
But the White Sox, for a time, were unsure of where they wanted to go. But then once the All-Star break came to conclusion and the team started playing, the team blew up in a million pieces. It's pretty much clear where the team's direction lies. Just start trading these players. Hopefully get some young players to help the team in the future. And I know that as a fan, you don't want to see another rebuild, another rebuild, another rebuild yet again. Because the White Sox had the one season where they were very successful, 2021. But then since then, last year was a big problem. This year's even worse, a disaster. And to be honest, it's not out of the realm of possibility. The White Sox finished with 100 losses. I don't think it's impossible to see that. Because I was listening to White Sox Talk podcast a couple of days ago. It was Tuesday. No, Monday. And they were talking about how the White Sox, to even get to have 90 losses, which stinks, they needed to go over 500 in terms of win-loss record for the rest of the season. And that's not that easy based on how this team has played so poor. So most likely, they'll get past 90 wins, I bet. And they've been playing very bad lately. So in the end, the White Sox decided that they needed to get something out for some of these pieces before... It was too late before they were free agents and they left for nothing. They traded two players on the roster who have been here for a while, had success, and that is they've traded ace pitcher. Not now. He's not the ace, in my opinion. That's uh, Dylan Cease, but he was the ace for a while. That's Lucas Giolito, one of my favorite players on the White Sox. I saw him play the Angels in person on 2018. And then I saw him again face the Marlins this year. So I'm really happy I got to see him twice in Chicago in person. Now he's headed to the Angels. So the Angels have acquired Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox for two top prospects. The two prospects that the White Sox have gotten for Lopez and Giolito are Edgar Carrero and Kai Bush. I'll discuss both of them in a minute. So G. Lito, he was very successful. He was an all-star in 2019. He had a no-hitter in his career. He's had Cy Young votes as well from 2019 to 2021. That was his peak. Last season, he was not as good. And this season, he was okay as well. His ERA as of this season was pretty good. Six and six was his record. Three seven nine ERA, which is is pretty good. That's a good ERA. And struck out 131 in 121 innings. I think it was a good move to trade Giolito now. As a fan, I wanted him to stay, but most likely, and as a baseball fan, it made perfect sense to trade him for some pieces. And. It, Looking at it, we say this was not a good deal for Giolito and Lopez. But probably is one of the better ones they could get. And the team is looking for young pieces for the rebuilding future. Not all-star type players right now. So when you're looking to get successful homegrown pieces, part of a team's farm system, the options might not be as obvious. It's just somebody looking from the outside. But maybe... These two players I'll talk about in a second could be good pieces for the club. We'll see once they move it up to the major leagues. 
We'll see how they introduce themselves for the team. So Giolito, 2019-2021, it was his hype. That was his best seasons. This season he was also very defendable. And I think he'll look, be looked at fondly as a member of the White Sox with his no-hitter. His all-star season in 2019. He was one of the best on the club coming over from the Nationals. And I was always a fan of him. Favorite member of the White Sox for a time. And he's going to have a positive grade for me. I know he had injuries. I know he had some ups and downs. But the White Sox as a whole have had ups and downs. So can't all be blamed on G. Lito's shoulders for the White Sox's lack of success. Can you look at the reasons why the White Sox have struggled? Injuries, but that's just one reason to put on the whole entire issue. Injury, players have played far worse than their potential. Coaching's been a problem. There's also been issues with players who, for example, had an all-star hype, have not lived up to that. For example, this season, Tim Anderson has been a disaster. A lot of the players who they've hoped to have big numbers, for example, Luis Robert, Eli Jimenez, have had their ups and downs. Luis Robert's been excellent this season. Overall, he's had some mirage in his statistics data, the numbers, but overall, his numbers look good on paper, and he has had successes. There's been other players at the bench, for example, have been big problems. Alexander Vaughn has been ups and downs. So overall, the team's had problems. Oh, Grandal's been a big issue. So that's been one of the major problems. So the Giolito era is now over. Giolito heads to the Angels. And this kind of puts down on the Angels' rumors that Shoyotani, one of the best players in all baseball, is going to be traded, that the Otani era comes to a close, that Otani is going to be shipped out to a big team, the Yankees, the Dodgers, one of those rich, sexy teams this season. But now it looks like Art Moreno is not going to pull the move on Otani, least with the trades for Ronald Lopez and Lucas Giolito to help shore up the rotation in Lopez from bullpen. Giolito is a starter because the Angels' starting pitching besides Otani has been horrible. Now hopefully Giolito helps Otani. I think there are definitely probably some more moves the Angels are going to do because they've won 6 out of 7. They're now 52-49, so are a few games out of the last wildcard spot. I believe if these moves will help Otani and Mike Trout get to the playoffs for the first time in a while. Otani first ever, and Mike Trout first in almost 10 years. We'll see how that works. And talking about Lopez, he was a good closer for a time. He, he was also a starter for a time, and also just in the bullpen for a time. So he's played in all three positions in pitching. He's also had his ups and downs, but now he's headed to Angels. So now I'm talking about the two players Angels have gotten. They have traded away. So the White Sox, the two players we got are Edgar Carrero and Kyle Busch. Carrero's 20, Busch 23. And why did the Angels trade Carrero? The one main reason is they have good depth in catching with Logan O'Hoppy. Other catchers as well who are young catchers they can build on. And Carrero, switch hitter. 70 games, he hit 246, three homers, 35 
RBI, 55 walks, 53 strikeouts. And then in terms of Kabush, he's a second rounder for 2021. He had a 3.67 ERA, 21 starts last season in the minors, and six double appearances this season. He's been horrific. 5.88 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 26 innings. So we'll see if the White Sox farm system coaches in the minors can help Kai Bush with his command, some add some new pitches to his arsenal, and see if Kai Bush can be sorted out. And then Edgar Carrera will see if he can be helped with hitting, pitch framing with his command of pitchers, and maybe he can be the catcher of the future for the White Sox. I think that would be a great idea because you guys might go to Dallas, but horrific. The other catcher we have at the moment, I'm forgetting, he also stinks. So I'll see if Carrero is the new Molina. Just that's, that's ridiculous. But let's see if he can be very successful on the White Sox and just That'd be a good idea, even if Kai Bush doesn't pan out. If the catch, White Sox get a catcher for the future, that would be great from this trade. And ending that, the White Sox have a few more pieces they could trade before we conclude this bonus episode. Some of the pieces that could be trade are Lance Lynn, Keenan Middleton, Tim Anderson, maybe Dylan Cease. A lot more pitchers left and hitters they could trade. We'll see what the White Sox do. Because the White Sox season, to be honest, is over. So thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Blanc Sports Show. Had a nice talk talking about the Bears and signing Cole Komet to an extension. And then the White Sox trades of Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez acquiring Edgar Carrero and Kai Bush. Thank you. See you next time on Blanc Sports Show. CJ Hawk signing off now.